0: Life is unpredictable and happens when we least expect it. But when the inevitable happens, life insurance can take care of your debt, create generational wealth for your loved ones, and cover costs to ensure the people you love the most aren't out of pocket. The problem is, many South Africans believe some strange things about life insurance and simply don't take out a policy. Over the next few weeks, Nedbank Insurance is going to help us debunk these myths. They're going to give us everything we need to know to prepare ourselves and the people we love. I'm Jerusha Rath, and you're listening to Insurance Mythbusters, brought to you by Nedbank.
1: I'm 23. I don't
0: need life insurance. I'll see that when I'm like 50 or whatever. I'd love to get life insurance, but I know these insurers, they never pay, always finding a reason to reject claims.
1: I'm better off investing my money than buying life insurance. The break-even point is high and in most cases unattainable. I'm not the
0: breadwinner in my family. I don't need life insurance. In this episode, we're going to look at the really important topic of why life cover is vital in protecting your family and how it creates everyday certainty for those left behind. Now, one of the myths that we're going to tackle is that the responsibility of taking life cover sits solely with the breadwinner, your spouse, maybe your parent. But we know that this just isn't true. In the event that the breadwinner isn't around, those left behind could still be expected to continue living their everyday life as we know it, and they're going to be doing it without financial support. This can be difficult, which is why life cover is so important for every household. Nedbank Insurance's executive head for sales and distribution, Mercedes Hare, is with us in studio to help us understand just why we all need life insurance. Mercedes, thanks so much for joining us today. Hi, Jerusha. Lovely to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Now, one of the myths that we heard at the beginning of this episode was, I'm not a breadwinner. I don't need life insurance. How often do
1: you hear that? Oh, so often. (laughs) So often. (laughs) Jerusha, you know what? I'm one of those classic examples. So, married for a long time, 25 years. I always worked, but you, you always think that the spouse is going to actually take care of financial matters, life insurance being one of those. But for so many of us, how often do we hear that? You know, you wake up one day and the thing that you never thought was going to happen actually happens. You're divorced, your spouse passes away, and where does that actually leave you? Where does it leave the family? Mm. So you really need to bust that myth Mm. and take responsibility for your own financial affairs, irrespective of your family or your marital situation. Mm, Absolutely. And on the flip side,
0: um, you could potentially double your family's security um, if you are a two-parent household. We're speaking in the context of a family here um, by both having life insurance. It, It really is twice the benefit for your loved ones.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think You know, many of us will think, but gosh, why would we need that? This might never happen to me, but things happen. Mm -hmm. Things happen, and you are absolutely doubling the benefit for your family. And the thing that you're really purchasing here is security, peace of mind, and for yourself, you're making sure that you've actually got financial health in place. The
0: other common misconception we have is people who say, I'm not a high income earner. Or, I've just, just, just started out in my career,
1: Mercedes. Can't I put it off just for a little bit? We hear both of those. So, for the person that's just started out in their career, often very young, and thinking, in the future, when I get to my 30s, when I get to my 40s, I will then do those responsible adult things. But if we look at something like life insurance, actually the best time to do it when, is when you're young, It's actually cheapest when you're young because you tend to be healthiest and you've also got youth on your side. But equally from an income perspective, I think we often see that. We see people who really need these kinds of solutions for themselves and for their families, but they're worried about affordability. And what I would say to all of those people that are out there is you can choose what you pay because you can choose the cover amount that you actually take. And you can shape life insurance, or maybe it 's your investments to what your pocket can afford right now, rather do that than not do anything at all i don 't think many people realize
0: that let 's unpack it a little bit. I can shape what my life insurance looks
1: like um, tell me more so you 're thinking you need life insurance you know you need to start thinking about what is the cover that you require is it 100,000 rand, is it a million rand, is it 5 million rand? Each one of those have got different premiums attached to them. So if you really can't afford much, take out just that amount that from a premium perspective, you can actually afford to pay every month. As time goes on, if your affordability changes, your income changes, you can always then increase the amount of life cover that you have. Let's talk a little bit about making that assessment. It could be somewhat
0: overwhelming. I suppose it's a matter of sitting down and taking stock. How do you do it? How do you decide what would be the appropriate amount to leave behind for your
1: loved ones? You really need to look at those two aspects. I would say the first one is how much are you actually earning every month? Simple exercise. What do I earn? How much do I need for those really important things? Food, education, Clothing, a roof over my head. What is left over? What we see so much of is people making choices that are around lifestyle. You know, I want that new outfit. I want to go out with my friends this weekend. I want that more expensive car. But that's not going to help us to build our financial health for the future. What might we cut back on so that we've got a little bit more left over every month that we can actually put towards life insurance, investments, whatever that means to build our financial health. And then you look at, if I were to die today, what is the debt that I've actually got? So how much do I need to cover off everything that I owe? Ah, And then what else do I want to have left over after that? What is that cover amount? Then you need to match what you can afford with what you actually need. That is a somewhat scary thought that if you do have debt, your loved
0: ones might potentially inherit it, and life insurance is a way for you to circumvent
1: that. So right, Jerusha, and more important, it's almost what is the gift that you can give your loved ones? Because maybe you've got assets, maybe it's a car, but if your life insurance pays off that debt, your family actually have those assets. Might be a house, but they've got them, they can continue to live, they can continue to live a good life. And they're not actually having to sell off what those assets represent because they've actually got to pay off the debt.
0: Mercedes, we live in a wonderful new South Africa where families look so different. We have biological families. We have the families that we create around us. And some of our listeners might not be married or in a long-term relationship with children. But in the spirit of being South African, we all have the communities and villages around us that we rely on. So... Who can be a beneficiary? Must they be related to me? Or can I leave um, the proceeds of my life insurance
1: to whomever I choose? It's actually such a fantastic question and I'm so glad that you asked it. Thanks for that. So we often think, when we're thinking about life insurance, we often think about, I must be married, I've got children, and that's when I start to think about how do I protect my family? But to your point, we've all got extended families. You know, whether it's our parents, maybe we've got children, maybe we've just got people in our lives that we would actually like to look after. Life insurance, you can choose whoever you want your beneficiary to be. There is no requirement that it is only a parent or a child or a spouse. It really can be anyone. Jerusha, I could take out life insurance today and I could make you my beneficiary. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get excited. I'm not going to. <laughs> But but that's how life insurance works. It can really be anyone, and so we can actually protect our extended family as we need to. I actually have a friend who's done the most extraordinary thing, that she's taken
0: out a policy to benefit a rape crisis center. Yeah. Um, and she's decided that for this particular life insurance policy, um, this is going to be her legacy, and this is what she wants to do. And... It really stopped me in my tracks when she told me that it was a completely different way of thinking about your legacy um, and life insurance. Because I suppose, Mercedes, that
1: is really what life insurance is. It's your legacy. It is your legacy. It's completely your legacy. And this is around people doing good. So your friend is really doing good in society. And I think we've got so many types or different types, if I can put it like that, of people and sets of circumstances out there. So some of what you're doing is you're looking after your family. You're making sure if something happens to you in an untimely manner, your family is left with no debt and they're left with that legacy that can actually continue to provide for them, educate the children, etc. But leaving a legacy can be so much more than that. And your friend is doing that incredibly well. So we can actually choose to support society in ways that help her to grow yeah it
0: was so clever we were sitting down over a glass of wine chatting and she said she thought about it and she realized that she could pay the life insurance premium amount to this specific charity every month uh, for the rest of her life or she could put it away into a life insurance fund and ensure that they're the recipient of that life insurance amount once
1: she passes away and I thought that's very clever And it talks to what we were talking about earlier on, which was around saying anybody can actually be the beneficiary or an organization can be the beneficiary. It doesn't just have to be your family.
0: Now, to the listener who is inspired to really take that first step towards securing the future of the people they love and creating a lasting legacy
1: Where do they go? What do they do? At Nedbank, we have a wonderful insurance business that is trying to really support individuals, families, et cetera, in society. We try and offer our solutions through digital channels because we recognize that so many people today are really, they're working, they're wanting to actually make these financial choices at a time that is most convenient to them. So it could be that Sunday afternoon, sitting on your couch with a cup of coffee and you're thinking... Let me have a look. We then enable customers to effectively buy our life insurance solutions digitally. Super easy. Six questions, no underwriting, and you're done. But at the same time, many people still enjoy working with another human, an advisor, somebody they can talk to, check in with, ask things that they're uncertain about. And so NetBank Insurance also provides advisors that can help customers if they would rather talk to a human, or maybe do a bit of both, shop on digital and then talk to a person afterwards. What do I need before I start the
0: digital or in-person process? Are there any documents that I need to get together? How can I be best prepared for this um, process to go smoothly? Jerusha,
1: great question. We often get stuck there in our journeys. So really your ID document, that reminder of what is your ID number, but who are you going to choose as your beneficiaries? their full names their details their id numbers and off you go what's really nice though is if you don't have it with you it's okay you can just pause pick it up again later on when you've got all of that information with you i think we must make sure that we don't make this too onerous a process because that tends to put people off and so one needs to just think it's simple let me do it at a time that suits me if i don't have everything don't worry we'll help you with that afterwards now speaking of
0: beneficiaries we know Life happens, and sometimes you might need to change your beneficiaries on your life insurance policy. Is that something that you're able to do?
1: 100%. And really important that as you look at your financial health, you are continuously reviewing. And that might mean once a year, that might mean every five years. It really depends on how your circumstances change, when they change, and how quickly they change. But let's say you've changed jobs, you've got married, you've had another child, you've got divorced, a parent passes away, you should be actually checking your will, your life insurance, who did you nominate as beneficiaries, because you might need to change them. And yes, you absolutely can. You can change your beneficiaries at any time.
0: We spoke about this in a previous episode, but I think it bears repeating now. Um, let's talk a little bit about what you need to know about an estate, because that's what's going to come into play once, you're, once you pass away. I mean, we don't need to sugarcoat it. Mm-hmm. It is the great equalizer. This is what we're
1: speaking about. Did you have to go there? <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid so. Jerusha, everybody should have a will. It's your starting point. The wool tells Those that are going to look at your estate, what did you want to do with your assets, whatever it is that you might have that estate, but it gives those that are left behind direction. Your life insurance will actually be paid through your estate to your beneficiaries. And so there isn't income tax, there isn't capital gains tax, for example, on life insurance, but it will go through your estate. And so maybe you might be liable for estate duty. These are things that you really need to sit down, maybe with a tax advisor, maybe with a financial advisor, and make sure that you understand particularly well.
0: Mm, I think the incredible thing about the Nedbank ecosystem is that once you are having this conversation about life insurance, you have advisors and, and other departments, other people who are real subject matter experts who can guide you along this process too.
1: We're a very connected organization. So we really at Nedbank want to make sure that you are not just there for your banking experience, but you're there for your full financial wealth experience, which really includes whether it's doing your will, your life insurance, your investments, maybe you even want to take out a funeral plan. Maybe it is short-term insurance where you're insuring your car, your house, etc. It is all there within one ecosystem, and we really want to get to know our clients and help our clients benefit from being within that single ecosystem. That is so encouraging to me as a
0: busy, busy mum of two toddlers. If I am able to have all of my financial needs cared for um, by one institution, it certainly
1: takes a lot of the mental load off me. It certainly does. And the benefit of that is often we look at some of our pricing strategies and we actually want to provide you with discounts, premium reductions because you actually are main banked with Nedbank. We can see the whole of you. We can see all of your financial affairs. We can see you're a really good customer and we want to reward you for such. Mercedes, before I let you go, I'm going
0: to ask you a bit of an insightful question. I'm going to ask you to dig a little deep and that is if you could give some advice on this topic to your younger, younger self. Maybe you've just graduated. You're just embarking on this exciting new life. What would you tell young Mercedes?
1: (laughs) I would say to young Mercedes, remember what that old Mercedes said. You should absolutely, from your very first salary check, start taking a percentage. Agree what it is with yourself. 5%, 10%, 20% of your salary and put it away in an investment account. Take a little bit more and make sure that your medical bills are covered, your life insurance is covered. Do that first. Remember, you've never had that salary check before, so you've never enjoyed that amount of income. If you take a whole bunch of of it away and put it to the future for your financial health, young Mercedes would never have known any different. Thank you so much for joining us today. Jerusha, it's been wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. We really appreciate the opportunity.